Asset Management Podcast for April 17th, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about Roth IRAs. So to start things off, uh, I think it would probably be easiest to talk about traditional IRAs first, right Tom? Yeah, I think that's good because a lot of people don't understand the the basic differences between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. The, the main thing that you need to know is when you take money out of a traditional IRA, it's going to be taxable income. The whole thing, it's going to be taxed as if you earn that as a salary. With a Roth IRA, when you take the money out, uh, the money is going to be tax-free when that money comes out of the IRA. So let me give you a quick background on traditional IRAs and then we'll get into the details of the Roth. The traditional IRAs uh, really came into uh, popularity in 1981. Uh, they were created as a way to um, encourage people to save money. And you could put $2,000 away for yourself and you could put away $1,500 uh, for a spouse. They later leveled them up to $2,000 a piece and the money was a tax deduction. Whatever you put into that IRA, a traditional IRA, was a deductible amount. As time went on in the late 80s, they decided that, hey, you know, giving tax breaks to upper income people wasn't fair. So they lowered the threshold for where you could put money into a traditional IRA and still make it deductible. And the numbers are really small now. They're basically $35,000. If you make more than $35,000, you, you, you cannot deduct your contribution to a traditional IRA. Well, we still needed to save more money for retirement. So in the late 90s, they, uh, Congress came along and created the Roth IRA. It was created in 1997. This was open to anyone and anyone in the sense that uh, when they changed the thresholds for the traditional IRAs back in the 80s, in 1986, uh, they basically said if you're covered by a 401k plan at work or if your spouse has a retirement plan at work, you can't contribute to an IRA. I mean, it basically took a great idea and just killed it. So these Roth IRAs came along and they said, hey, it doesn't matter. Anyone can contribute to these things. There are some income limits. Uh, basically, they said if you earn up to $110,000 a year as a single filer or $160,000 a year if you're joint filers, you can contribute to a Roth IRA and you can contribute $2,000 a year. Over the last 15 years, that number has increased and now if you're under 50 years old, you can contribute $5,500 a year and if you're over age 50, you can contribute $6,500 a year, both you and your spouse. So there's no tax, uh, there's no tax break for contributing to a Roth IRA. But the big benefit to this is that when this money it grows without any kind of taxation, and when the money comes out, it's going to be a tax-free distribution. That's pretty good. That really is a big deal because you know if you're putting money away, say when you're 30, you're talking about 30 or 40 years or more where this money grows without any taxes, and, and you know you can you can actually die with a Roth IRA and pass it on to your uh, surviving spouse or to other beneficiaries. So this thing can continue for a while. It really is a, a great way to put money away for, for uh, retirement. Yeah, definitely sounds that way. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little more about the income contributions levels. Yeah, they have um, come up now with this new formula. It's called a modified 
adjusted gross income level for 2013. And so there's certain things that get added back in to calculate your adjusted gross income. It's not far off for most people than what your AGI or adjusted gross income is on the bottom of uh, page one of your 1040, but maybe we can go through the numbers. Yeah, let's look at the numbers for single filers and joint filers. Okay, so if you're a single filer, now you can, if you earn up to $110,000 a year, you qualify for a full contribution uh, to a Roth IRA. If you earn somewhere, have adjusted, modified adjusted gross income somewhere between 110 and 125,000, you can make a partial contribution. Now, for joint filers, that number now is $173,000. That's your modified adjusted gross income, where you can make full contributions. Two spouses can do this. Uh, if you have adjusted gross income between $173,000 and $183,000, you're eligible for a partial contribution. Okay, so what happens if you make more than what we just discussed? That's a good question, and we that question gets asked a lot, especially here in New York and New Jersey, as we have a lot of two-income households, and their adjusted gross income is over $173,000, and they're, they still feel like they're not putting enough money away for retirement. Right. You can make Roth contributions. It's actually kind of a backdoor way to do it, and here's how you do it. Uh, if you make more than $173,000 on your modified adjusted gross income, you go to your bank or your broker, you open up a traditional IRA. This is why we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Make a traditional IRA contribution for the both of you. It is not a deductible contribution, but make the contribution and then immediately file to convert your traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA. Normally, the only tax that's incurred on something like that would be the gain that happens in your traditional IRA. When you go to, since it's non-deductible, you would be making a uh, conversion, and the only tax you would have to show or, or pay tax on would be the, the growth in the account. Well, if you do it on the same day that you make the contribution, there is no growth in the account, so there's no tax. So make a traditional IRA contribution and then immediately file to do a Roth conversion for this. And you, if you're married, the both of you can put away uh, $11,000 a year, $5,500 each. If you're over 50, you can actually do more. So it's really worth it if you want to start socking money away aggressively for retirement. Take a look at these... Um, you know, these backdoor ways of, of making Roth contributions. Definitely sounds like a nice option to consider. It really is, and I think a lot of people just totally miss it. They say, oh, I make too much, and they, right. they just, just forget it about there. it. Yeah. yeah, they just don't do it. Okay, so let's talk about the distributions. Okay, so like we said earlier in the presentation, uh, distributions from Roth IRAs are not taxable. There's only a few times where it would be taxable. Uh, the main thing is you have to have a Roth IRA open for at least five years. Now, you could have a Roth IRA at your local bank and another one at a brokerage firm and, an, and a third one somewhere else. It doesn't matter where you take the, the money from. As long as you have had a Roth IRA account open for at least five years, you're not going to have uh, the, the penalties that normally come with that. That five-year mark is a really big deal. 
the thing with uh, distributions is that you know we have retired clients and they have traditional IRAs and they have to make these required minimum distributions each year. None of that comes into play with a Roth IRA, which is really, really nice. You take out what you need, take out what you want, and that's it. You don't have to worry about it as long as the account's been around for five years. So things start getting a little a little uh, complicated though when they when you move on to if you pass away and it goes to a beneficiary it's again a distribution is not going to be taxable if the Roth IRA was established at least five years before the distribution occurs however uh, there's a lot of twists and turns with this if it's coming through an estate it has to be around for at least uh, five years and then the account has to be closed out uh, in five years in fact, I think we've got a slide uh, that shows some of the things that you can that we can take distributions on, uh, where you're not going to be subject to the 10% penalty. Right. So, let's let's go through this. Uh, you're not going to be subject to a 10% penalty on the earnings, and again, it's on the earnings. Uh, if you are taking money out of a Roth IRA due to your disability, or unfortunately due to you passing away. Or if you make your distributions into substantially equal periodic payments over at least a period of 10 years. If you have unreimbursed medical expenses, and when you get older, we all know things cost more and, and medical expenses start to really skyrocket. If your unreimbursed medical expenses exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income, you're not going to be subject to this penalty on the earnings. If you're taking money out of a Roth IRA for a first-time home purchase for you or for someone in your family, that's a big deal. If you want to help out someone else in your family when they're buying their first-time home, you could take money out. You're not going to be subject to that 10% penalty on earnings. And this is something else that I wanted to mention to, to people who've got young kids. You can take money out of your Roth IRA, not going to be subject to 10% penalty on earnings if the money's coming out for payment of higher education expenses, tuition, for you or a family member. So that's a big deal. You know, we talk a lot about 529 plans for education. We talk about custodial accounts. You can put money away in a Roth IRA. If you need to tap into it, you can take it out for some college expenses. If you don't need it for college expenses, it's money that's socked away for retirement. This is really becoming a, a, a pretty good tool for people who not only want to make sure that they've got money tucked away for future college expenses for their kids, but they also want to put some money away for retirement too. There's a lot of other exceptions too, and so this doesn't complete a, uh, uh, this isn't the full complete list. So what we, what we try and tell people uh, when we're talking about these uh, different types of investment things is that you know none of the securities that we mention in any of our podcasts represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is not a recommendation to buy or sell any securities that we mention. If you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a big mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an advisor, we'd be happy to help you out. You can get in touch with us at 732-223-9000 here in New Jersey, or you can find us on the web uh, at maluli.net. All right, that's all we have for this week. Hopefully you learned something about Roth IRAs, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.